And it's difficult if you're in an industry that people don't see as sexy. I work with a plumbing and heating company. When I first spoke to them, they were like, oh, how do I make boilers sexy? They are absolutely smashing it because they've got the like foundations completely nailed now. They're not even in my area and I love reading their emails because they've just got their values and their humanity and their personality and everything in it. And it's so lovely. So if a boiler company can do it, anyone can do it, frankly. You're listening to the Bookkeepers podcast sponsored by Xero. I use Xero's accounting and bookkeeping software to manage my clients' accounts and I love it. If you haven't tried it yet, head over to Xero.com with an X and you can either start a free 30-day trial or sign up to Zero's partner program to join their amazing community, forward-thinking accountants and bookkeepers. I'm Zoe Whitman, I'm Hayley Jane Wood, and we're joined by Katie Skelton this morning. Hi Katie, how are you? Hey, good morning, I'm very well, how are you guys? We're good, aren't we Jo? We are really, really good. It's day three of Bootcamp. If you're joining us for Bookkeepers Bootcamp, please get in the comments and let us know if you're here live or hashtag live or hashtag replay so that we know when you're watching. And uh, yeah, how is everyone feeling today? Third day, I can't believe it already. (laughs) I know, and hopefully it'll be a little bit cooler today. But yeah, let us know in the comments where you are, what you're doing. And we're gonna have a chat this morning with Katie about email marketing. Email is Katie's thing, although I think this this conversation is gonna go in all sorts of directions around marketing. Uh, Katie, do you wanna start by telling us a bit about what you do and who you help? Yes, sure. So I'll try and keep it in a a fairly small nutshell. So I help mainly service-based business owners to up-level their email marketing or my signature program is called Revive. So it's all about if you started building an email list in the past, we'll help to revive that email list, get you engaged with your um, subscribers and also just look at all the kind of journeys and stuff that people go through when they come into your business um, and yeah, help you actually make use of email marketing where you might not previously have been doing so. Okay, Katie, so let me go right back to the basics because not all bookkeepers are used to the term email marketing. Like we are very used to emailing our clients and telling them that their VAT return is due and telling them that they need to give us information. And that's mostly how most bookkeepers will utilize email. How do you turn it into a marketing tool and how do you get these like addresses so that people that will want to hear from you, like actually give that information up? Okay, good question. So going right back to the beginning, I, I would say that the majority of people who are watching are using social media in some way to promote their business or some kind of social media presence. That is kind of where I would always start with email marketing. Think about um, where where you can give any additional value to people who are following who are following you on social media and find way finding ways of kind of pulling them off of your social media and into your email list which is where you can have a real more of a a deeper connection with people you can give people more value you can make them feel like I always say I make my email or try and make my email list feel like my VIP so that is kind of the ultimate aim Um, I'm not sure if I actually answered your your proper question then Joe. sorry no you did you did so it's about utilize so and that's the analogy I wanted. So you're very used to most people understand that how you use social media to market your business. But what you're saying is those same people might want to hear from you through email. And it can be a bit more of an intimate chat, it can feel a little bit more one to one, because it's coming to the inbox. 
and you and they can also reply to you as well can't they so it doesn't have to be a one-way street but I think people might feel make I think over time we talk more all the time about social media marketing but email marketing isn't something that's always utilized but it can be so powerful so you've said there one of the reasons why it can be powerful is because it can make them feel like a VIP and I think we're so bombarded with social media that actually you're in a different headspace aren't you when you're reading email compared to social media so why do you think email is so effective for communicating with your ideal clients well for a start generally speaking more people on your email list will see your emails than will see every single social media post so the likelihood of people seeing the message that you're sending is higher even if your list is small um, I don't have that many people on my list, but my list is engaged and it just, I feel like I know everybody. So it's, I feel like it's a way, especially right at the beginning, you're in a really unique position to actually get to know the people who are on your email list as individuals, as business owners, as humans, rather than it just being a kind of shouting into, I mean, it, sometimes you feel like you're shouting into an empty room on social media and sometimes you feel like everybody's flocking to you. Um, it definitely feels a lot more intimate and it feels a lot more like you can build those connect as you said build those one-on-one -on -one connections and get to know people as human beings that's really interesting because um one of my biggest hobbies is collecting people's emails and uh, and you know um they're actually the marketing email i like to receive email because i like to see what people are sending out and i think that your um email address is a really precious thing uh, like i don't want to hold anything that i don't need and i i feel quite cautious about giving away my email address but if I know I'm going to get something valuable in return I'm happy to share it and then see what their emails are all about but I can remember doing this um I suppose a few years back now to see what other bookkeepers were doing and finding that generally what I was getting if I joined a mailing list you know when you have that like box at the bottom of the website and it's like like stay in touch join our mailing list and um if you sort of sign up for those kind of things Sometimes all I was getting was just a big list of here's a deadline, here's something that HMRC have published, here's a, here's, I don't know, we're closed on this date, <laughs> but that sort of thing. Um, and I think that that sort of put me off the idea of email marketing because in our industry, it's different to marketing. Like it's different to like if you're a marketer and you talk about, I don't know, this cool thing happened and this relates to my product in x y and z way I feel like bookkeepers don't feel like that's something that they can do but I'm clearly wrong and I think you're going to tell me that I'm completely wrong um but how do we get away from this idea of I, I need to have this like bulletin this bulletin yeah that's the word isn't it bullet bullet list of all this stuff people need to know that they're never going to read and turn it into a personal conversation instead I think that's a real hangover from the days of email marketing being really boring. And I think people have actually really started bringing their personalities into emails now. Um, but you're right. I think that that scenario that you just described, Zoe, is really familiar to me in that I think that that's what happens when people feel like they should have an email list. And so they put that little box at the bottom of their website because you should have someone to somewhere to sign up for your newsletter because that's what everybody's told you. You should collect email addresses because you own it and you don't own social media and you might get kicked off LinkedIn or Instagram at any given time. And, and you hear that and you do the thing, but then actually there's not really any thought or strategy or 
it, it is strategy or, or even thought about what you want to get out of it for yourself. A, the, a lot of the work I do with my clients is we'll sit down and we don't just say, what do you want your subscribers to get out of this? What do you want to get from it? What, what actually do you ultimately want to achieve by emailing people? And if you don't know the answer to that, um, then it's probably worth trying to work it out before you start emailing people because if you start emailing with those just bulletin update type things um it can get boring very quickly and it's difficult if you're in an industry that people don't, don't see as sexy or I've, I work with a plumbing and heating company when I first spoke to them they were like oh how do I make boilers sexy they are absolutely smashing it because they've got the like foundations completely nailed now and they're like oh, they're not even in my area and I love reading their emails because they've just got their kind of values and their humanity and their personality and everything in it and it's so lovely so if a boiler company can do it anyone can do it frankly oh that is that's so cool I want to sign up to their emails I think <laughs> I, I'm thinking about like when you know when um you used to get told if you can't if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all <laughs> Well, I'm now thinking if you haven't got anything of value or fun or nice to say, don't say like you're better off not sending that up to date on tax dates and filing dates. Don't send that like don't feel you're, you're going to do more damage than good, because if you send out something like that and not really had that strategy and thought behind it and about what you want to get from it and how you're going to get that and how you can like spread some joy and fun. And it doesn't. Yeah. God, don't don't send that tax update email like it's not it's not relevant. It's not going to, it's not going to give you the outcome that you're looking for. And um, we've had a question from Kath who has said she's just on this uh, process right now. There's a couple of words in here that I want you to help us understand what she's saying, because Kath is on her journey, which is amazing. So my lead magnet, so lead magnet is something that we need to talk about, has just gone live. My very first one, am I on the right track? Is this still the thing to do? Would I send people to my website to download my lead magnet so many questions <laughs> <laughs> thank you Kath those are very frequently asked questions as well so just for anybody who doesn't know what a lead magnet is it's basically some kind of download or resource or something that will encourage people to sign up for your email list so rather than me just posting on social media or putting on my website do you want to be part of my newsletter or my email list I will create something that's of value so that could be a tutorial video that would help you do something yourself or a download or a checklist or an ebook the the possibilities are endless with lead magnets but that's essentially what a lead magnet is um are you on the right track Kath I'm sure you are. One thing that I would be wary of is getting people on your list via your lead magnet and then that's it. And they kind of just sit kind of gathering dust like a mouldy LP under your fridge um, for ages and not really doing anything. So one thing that I always, we, I have a lot of, not debates, but the que a question put to me a lot. Should I focus on a lead magnet first or should I build my newsletter first? And I'm 100% newsletter first, just because if you're in the habit of re regularly emailing people with stuff that's of value, when you have that that lead magnet, and you're then pulling people into the into your email list, you're immediately nurturing them, even if you're not writing any welcome emails or anything, you're immediately bringing them into your world and into that kind of regular cadence of your emails. Without that, it sometimes feels like a bit of a wasted opportunity because if they gather dust for too long, then they'll become disengaged. And then when you finally email them, they might forget that they've ever signed up and mark you as spam because they go, who's Kath? So um, not that I'm going to say that, Kath. I know full well who you are now. 
Do you, um, if that's happened to you, so if you have collected an email list, and also I'm thinking like for our bookkeepers, you have clients and you have their email address anyway and you have reason to be in touch with them. So if you haven't emailed for a while or you um, have had a lead magnet before or you've been sending an, an old-fashioned newsletter before and you're like, right, I need to revamp this, how do you remind people who you are and um, and tell them, oh, by the way, I'm going to start sending you emails every week or, or something? Do you do that? Yes. Yeah. So this is one of my favorite things that I do with clients who've actually built a list in the past and aren't really doing anything with it. So what we usually do is we'll go through the whole strategy piece of work. So you've got a really clear idea of what your objectives are, what your content pillars are, like email specific content pillars that feed into your other marketing activities that you're doing elsewhere. And then you can go back to your list and just be, I've had people be really successful with just sending an email saying, I've let you down or like a jokey little kind of, I know, I know you haven't seen me for 42 years, but here I am kind of thing. Um, and then, so as well as acknowledging, yes, it's been a long time, then going into, now you've got the strategy in place, going into promising what you're gonna give them in future. So. What, once you've done that strategy piece of work, it's really easy to go, right, this is what I'm going to give you. This is what I'm going to email you every Monday, giving myself as an example, I'm going to email you every Monday morning, 7.17am, and this is what you're going to get. And these are the kind of nuggets of information and stuff that you're going to get from me. Um, my, my newsletter is called PEX, and they're called my PEX promises. And every time someone signs up for my my newsletter they'll get an e a welcome email saying these are the promises if you basically if you ever catch me not doing these things feel free to call me out or unsubscribe because this is my promise to you and in return for trusting me with your email address this is what you're going to get from me and the value you're going to get i love this approach it's very human it's very i've messed up um i even if you was to say because how many of our clients who are also business owners, who have also got a load of emails, uh, addresses from their current customers, and most probably don't have an effective email list, for you calling it out saying, I've let you down. I've had your email for ages and I've done nothing with it and wasn't really sure what to do with it. But now I've got a strategy and this is my promise. They're, how refreshing, because in turn, you are adding that as a, a new string to your bow, which actually, and this is what bookkeepers need to realize, is that, that this advisory piece is actually anything to do with business that you're learning as a business owner can be a transferable skill to your clients where they can benefit at the end of the day why are we here we're to help people make more money so all our skills can be you know put into that i absolutely love the fact we just call it out we just say hey i didn't know how to do this before and i've learned a new skill and i'm here's my promises and i'm going to do it I think I'd really welcome that email. I'd be like, wow, because you're actually showing me it's okay to have not known what to do. And we don't all know everything, do we? So what is the, you know, that's like night and day between sending out this like boring bulletin. How important is it to bring the human element into emails when maybe, you know, this might be something new that you've never done before? Do you know what? I think it's one of the most important things that you can do in marketing in general, because the ultimate aim when you're trying to find clients with your marketing is to connect with them in a way that 
aligns with your personality and your values and the way your brain works and the way your schedule works and like all of this stuff will help disqualify people if you like and make and put people off who aren't the right fit for you and draw those people in who are thinking oh my goodness yes when I'm ready to work with a bookkeeper you are 100% the person I want to work with because you believe in the same things as me or you live in the same area or just any for any little kind of snippet of information that might make people go oh we're really similar and that's a really nice way of actually connecting with people you really want to work with rather than having discovery call after discovery call with people you're going oh no we're not a good fit because your marketing hasn't connected with them on that human level yeah um thinking about everything that we learn about how we can use email marketing I feel like this is all completely transferable across other platforms. And I know there are lots of people here who I see on social media every day, actually, lots of you I can see in the comments. Um, and you might be thinking, oh, email is just like an extra thing. I don't know if I have the time for this. Um, is it something that can be inspired by other stuff we're doing on social media? Definitely it is. And the majority of people I work with come to me going, oh, I don't know if I've got the time. It takes me ages to write an email or I've got nothing to say. I see people posting on LinkedIn every single day who then come to me and go, I've got nothing to say. Well, you clearly have because you're writing a LinkedIn post every day of the week. So if you've got stuff to say on social media, you have 100 percent got stuff to say in emails. It's just a little kind of tweak to approach that's um, that's required. But um I've forgotten what your question is, Zoe. I'm really sorry. <laughs> My question was, how do you, you, can you combine what you're doing on email marketing with social media? Would you like take a direct copy? Is it like just inspired? How do you, how do you do that? So from, from, begin, from beginner's perspective, what I would usually do, I wouldn't usually advise taking, a lot of the big creators do this, um, but I wouldn't advise taking a social media post and publishing it or sending it to your email list after you've published it on social media, just because I think that takes away that from the exclusivity, if you like, of people being on your list and the, the additional value that they're going to get. So if you're going to do that, I would say flip it on its head and do the email first. And then so I've got a client who is a coach in the sustainability sector, and she has written a series of really lovely emails about communicating sustainability to children and then has repurposed it as a series of LinkedIn posts towards the last kind of two weeks of the summer holidays. And that has been, that's worked really well for her because she's actually written these kind of bigger pieces of content and then chopped them up into smaller bits to send to post on social media. So that saved a bit of time. This is part of a wider email marketing strategy, but it's it's definitely made use of stuff that she's created. And it doesn't just have to then go out to your email list and then sit there forever. Although my emails regularly do, and I probably need to do something about that. <laughs> but I suppose when you've got that, if you start with that email and you're giving your best kind of version of it at that point, and then you're repurposing it, but even if you don't, Katie, like you say, you've got all of these emails sitting there. They're still there. They're still there for you to repurpose at a later uh, date, aren't they? They're like your, you know, pillar kind of best work for your VIPs. And then you're kind of giving snippets and like little snapshots, like, you know, little smaller pieces of it for social media. I really like that idea. That's kind of flipping it on its head. I've never thought of it like that. I think often we think of the social media post and then think, oh my goodness, I've got nothing to write for email. So I like that it's kind of like um, thinking of the people you're speaking to in like an order of who gets the best and the most pure kind of content from you. 
and then yeah so that's and that's why people want to be on your email list if you can communicate that so how do we how do we get people to reply to an email like you know and know that it's working and zoe zoe's very good like she knows our open rates and things like that um and you know so we know if it's working that but and i see emails being responded to um but how do you how do you go about that? How do you make someone want to think, oh, this is not just a marketing piece that I've got to read and then just sit about. I want to respond and give my, you know, my thoughts back. Okay. So I've got a couple of ways that I really like to do this. And they're really simple ways as well. The first one is just asking really simple questions. Um, and it can be, and it doesn't have to be business questions. This is going back to the bringing the whole human to your marketing kind of thing. Um, you can just a few weeks ago I had a, a my emails are quite short but I had an email that was kind of longer than usual and usually my PS section at the bottom will be a bit of a kind of promo sales section and I thought mm, probably a bit much for this week I'm gonna scrap that so I just put PS what's your favorite burger topping and I got absolutely flooded like everybody wanted to talk about burgers but it was just a really nice way to start conversations with people I got a few leads off the back of it calls in my diary just because I said I, I then replied to them going oh no gherkins have no place on burgers or, or agreeing with uh, Zoe. <laughs> Zoe and I aren't friends anymore you can have all my gherkins Zoe it's fine but um yeah just really really I'm a gherkin convert I'm like I don't know which I've thought all my life until I was 40 that I hated gherkins and then the last little bit I'm like oh I quite like them I had one on a hot dog the other day so I don't know where I stand <laughs> I'm gonna have to share them between you you'll definitely yeah. welcome to mine definitely I'm not a fan I don't know what it is it's the dill flavor is not my thing anyway um totally forgot what I was talking about now burgers questions so Every time I ask a really simple question like that, people will respond. And especially if it's stuff that isn't too heavy or isn't business related, you don't have to go, well, where are you in your business right now? And actually, open-ended questions like that don't really work for email engagement because if people have to write more than a line, like one sentence, two sentences, they probably won't bother anyway. So I tend to ask yes or no questions or like those silly kind of frivolous questions. Um, I mean, one of my favorite questions is what's your favorite flavor of crisps? Because I'm I'm well known on LinkedIn for being into crisps. So um, it's, it's a good conversation starter. Everybody has a favorite snack or they tell me that they hate crisps and then we have a conversation about that. So it's, again, it sounds really silly, but it's part of me and my personality and what I bring to my business and it, it works. So yeah, simple questions, yes or no questions or like simple kind of fun questions work really well. Um, what else in terms of engagement? Another thing I really like doing is kind of involving people in, um, Again, not saying what kind of content do you want to see from me because I, A, I should already know that. And B, if that is too open-ended, then people just go, oh, I don't know, just whatever you want. Um, so if you can give some like multiple choice or something like that, then that can help. So if you're thinking, oh, okay, I'm thinking of creating a new resource, a checklist that will help you with something, option A, this, option B, this, option C, this, and people will reply and it helps you work out at what point in their journey they are 
as well. So it gives you an opportunity to think, oh, okay, so that person is probably a little bit too early in the journey to work with me now, or that person's kind of gone beyond it and they need something else, some kind of other support. So it's just a good way of not benchmarking people, but just qualifying people a bit more as well in a in a friendly way rather than a really kind of harsh businessy traditional business qualification way I, I think that can be quite daunting can't it because if you think like for bookkeepers you might have clients that you do a, a lot of work for every month so if you're doing like the full process for them you they're your sort of bigger clients and you want to know who those people are so you can have conversations about you know potentially offering bookkeeping service monthly but then you have other people who are just going to be working with you maybe at the end of the year if they're a self-assessment client although hopefully more frequently than that um and they're going to want a different kind of support and I always used to think I need to divide my list and so I have this lead magnet for these people and this for these people and get them on and think what do I have to say and I think we have to not overcomplicate it because it's it's too much and like we just don't have time I can already feel people thinking oh no I need to do this but how am I ever going to fit it in yeah, exactly. The last thing that you want is overwhelm. As soon as you become overwhelmed and you're thinking, oh, this is such an enormous task that I can't deal with it, that's when you're not going to do it. So the simpler you can keep it. It doesn't matter if there's people on your list who are never going to buy to you, buy from you. They might end up being your biggest fans who end up going to an event where they're surrounded by your ideal client and they talk about you because you've been emailing them week in, week out. It doesn't matter if that individual person never spends any money with you. If they like you and they like what that you do, and you've demonstrated to them that you know what you're talking about then they're more likely to go out and kind of create a buzz about you and, and generate referrals for you and refer again this is kind of going off on a bit of a tangent but a lot of people I speak to come and say oh the only work I get the only business I get is through referrals as if that's a bad thing but actually that's the most powerful kind of marketing you can do word of mouth and referrals and recommendations because you're already in the door and kind of not qualified, what's the right word, like vetted almost. Mm -hmm. So when somebody says, oh, I want to work, I'm working with Katie, or I think you should work with Katie on this, they don't even ask any questions. I've had people come and buy with, from me within 20 minutes because someone else has recommended, someone they trust has recommended me. So I don't have to do that trust building thing with them. Someone else has done it for me. Yeah, it's, it's so invaluable. Um, yeah, referrals are fantastic. And I think Something I've just come to mind, we're talking here about marketing and getting new clients in, but what about the impact of having the clients that you've already got and by keeping them in touch, you know, you're already, you've got a client base and you're already serving those clients to then receive an email from you talking about you and your personality. Surely that must help with retention of clients as well. Yeah, I know a lot of people who when they have an email list, they and this this generally happens when you have a slightly bigger list. But when somebody becomes a client, they become excluded or they are ex automatically excluded from the newsletter list, because in that newsletter, usually you're doing some kind of promotional sales for the thing that they've already bought. Um, I don't do that because I know that my clients get that value and I've um, there's in fact there's one of my clients in the chat who I can see is bigging me up thank you Catherine um and 
I, she's going to stay on my list forever. I don't care. I don't care that she's a client and she she knows that I'm not still trying to sell to her. But we've got that email connection. And there's, then why would I exclude her from these additional pieces of information that might help or kind of my silly little like a few weeks ago, I posted about or I emailed about a um, an app where you can scroll all the way to the bottom of the sea. And she showed it to her son. Like if I'd taken her off the list at the point of her becoming a client, she wouldn't have seen that. So although I I suspect it was probably her that told me about it in the first place but that's one for another day <laughs> so, uh, so okay so um that's really interesting so you said that you what you tend to have things for sale your selling section in your ps and i suppose for bookkeepers it could be like you know if you want to know more about this you can message me here or reply or whatever or book a call etc um you would still send that out with that call to action that you know the thing that tells people what to do next in your email to you wouldn't have a different list where you have like one this email goes out but it has it's topped and tailed in this way for someone who isn't a client and topped and tailed in a different way for someone who is a client um you can do that but I don't bother because I have I have such a personal connection with my clients where in like our first kickoff session I can just say to them look are you happy to keep getting the emails I know that some of it will look like it's not relevant to you but the rest of it will be are you all right with that and most of them all of them in fact I've never had anybody say no take me off the list I don't want to be pretend sold to anymore um as long as you're you're kind of it's almost a bit of self-awareness and going look I know that this is going to look like it's not really relevant to you but the rest of it will be that's fine there's and there's nothing wrong with your approach what you're saying Zoe to 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 do two separate ones where clients get one and non-clients get the other however I think that when you're just starting out that's an extra level of complexity that might put some people off so I just go keep it simple wherever you can definitely me and Joe are both gonna say yes absolutely (laughs) (laughs) we never do that but we both really wanted to say at the same time I absolutely think that is one of the things that would make, make me go, no, I'm no, if I've got a create two list, I don't that's one step too far. Creating the content, having a list, sending it out is enough. And I think it's about like like keep it simple, stupid, isn't it? Don't offer get it all out. And if later on down the line you think, actually, I'd really I've got this extra thing I'd like to say to my current clients, you can do that. But mm. don't be the thing that stops you initially because we are procrastination perfectionists all these things will stop us taking action um I think it was Kath that said yesterday imperfect action like absolutely just do it It might not be like the most optimum perfect but like you said Katie when you ask people actually they're not bothered again we're showing them how you communicate how you would market to new prospects what business owner doesn't want to see how you're doing that that's why Zoe signs up to loads of emails so she can see how other people are doing that they're grown up enough to know well, I don't need to sign up for a discovery call right now because I'm already a client. They can figure that out themselves. So I think, um, yeah, I think this is fantastic. Okay, so you're a bookkeeper. You're watching this today. You've joined Bookkeepers Bootcamp. You're like, oh my goodness, I have not realized the power of email marketing to my current clients and to new potential. Say say you've got, you know, you're, you're starting out. Where do you start? What's the first thing you do to like step into becoming an email marketer? Okay, so going like right back to the beginning, all you need is some kind of email marketing software. And I'm very happy for anybody to message me afterwards to ask for recommendations. I'm generally fairly system agnostic, but I can give some recommendations based on where people are. Um, 
and just set yourself up with an email provider, get a form, embed it on your website, or a lot of the providers, you can just create a landing page with a form on it, and then you can link to the form. Um, and then I would do a, just a really small piece of work. This can change, but I do, I'd ask yourself two questions. What do I want out of this for myself and my subscribers? And how can I give more value or what can I give to people that kind of meets those two objectives that's those are the two the first two questions I ask all of my clients in all of our kickoff sessions like what what do you want from it and what can you give to other people in order to meet those objectives um, and then just decide on a how regularly you're going to email people and start talking about it and start getting people on your list and then tweak from there perfect I think we can all start. It looks like there are lots of people who've joined your mailing list today, Katie. Thank you. Um, and, um, and you're, yeah, you, thank you. That's like, there's so much for us to go away and do, but also a really simple place for us all to start. Um, Katie, how can people join your mailing list and how can people find out more about what you do? Okay, so to join my mailing list, just go to my website, which is littlegreenduck.co.uk, and there should be a link on there. The website is in stasis at the moment, so I will go and check. It seems like some people have managed to sign up, though, so hopefully it's okay. Um, and the in terms of social media, the best place to find me is on LinkedIn, and I'm just Katie Skelton on LinkedIn. Perfect. You should be able to find me. Massive email weirdo. Search for that, and you'll find it. <laughs> Super. Oh, you would have a whole group of massive email weirdos now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Katie. We've loved having a chat today. And thanks everyone who's coming along and asked questions as well. It really helps us have like lots of interactive sessions and really answer the questions that you've got. Um, we're going to be back. If you're joining for boot camp, we're going to be back at one o'clock today. Um, and then five o'clock. Don't miss five o'clock because we're talking about how to go from 50k to 100k. And that will be exclusively in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club. So we'll see you later on today. Have a great morning. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us for the Bookkeepers podcast. Why not join us in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club at sixfigurebookkeeper.club or visit our website, sixfigurebookkeeper.com.